0: Your side
1: for 75 years. NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now here's Miller and Condon. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Hour number two. Couple of farmers markets going on tonight. Uh, Trent mentioned in the last spot, Beaverdale. Their farmer's market, likewise Johnston, Uh, their farmer's market is tonight as well. That's in the Simpson Barn, 6169 North Glen Drive, over 50 vendors, so... Uh, we're looking for something to do tonight with the family, a couple of farmers markets, Beaverdale and Johnston.
2: And you were right, the match starts this evening or this afternoon for us Late four afternoon, o'clock. Right, yeah. Yeah. TNT will have the coverage. Also a couple other places, TBS and True TV. Feels like the NCAA wow. tournament a little bit, as it'll be on all those channels. Charles Barkley We'll be back, no, commentating we'll on golf. Uh, him, Larry Fitzgerald, Trevor Immelman will be your analyst. Brian Anderson, one of my favorites, will be the host and uh, the play-by-play. And the host is Kevin Frazier. Cheyenne Woods also will be out on the course. Good
1: stuff. So it's uh, Deschambeau and Rogers, and that's the drama group. Mm-hmm, yes, <laughs> against a uh, Mickelson and team Brady.
2: pain in the ass. Right, and I think
1: team pain in the ass is favored. Are they? they I are. believe they are. Wow. I think they're favorite to win it. Uh, anyways, uh, let's get let's talk some baseball. Shall we, match Snyder, CBS Sports dot com? As we approach the All Star break, this time next week when we talk with him, will actually be a day earlier. But we will be at the All Star break. Hello, Matt, Trent, and Ken. Thanks for coming on. How are you?
3: I'm great. Uh, you know, other than like if I looked at what my favorite team's doing right Yeesh. now in baseball, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, well,
1: well, your favorite team has lost 10 in a row, if that gives the audience a clue yeah. who your favorite team <laughs> is. Uh, yeah. And are, are about to look, I would think that the uh, dugout's gonna look you know, not completely different, but there's going to be some uh, missing faces and maybe some new young faces uh, in here in the next couple of weeks. So let's start with the Cubs, Matt. And uh, it's just gone. all oh, it's just gone wrong uh, since the combined no hitter in Los Angeles. They've now lost ten straight. Uh, they're pitching. They're going to throw out Air, uh, toss uh, Arrieta tonight, who's got no chance. Trent said, "I set the over/under at complete three oh, innings." Man. Uh, But who's most likely to go? Does it seem like Bryant is going to be uh, the first one out of town, maybe followed very closely by Craig Kimbrell? Because I think you'll get a bounty for him.
3: I'd go Kimbrell one. I I think the easiest thing in this day and age is to get good value for a a late-in reliever. There's going to be a lot of teams bidding on that. It's tough on Bryant. I mean, he, he's he been so inconsistent the last few years, and then he looked like he was back to MVP form this year, and then he struggled for a while. Now he looks pretty good again. It, it's interesting. I think those are the top two, for sure. I think we agree on that. Those are the big two. I go Kendall one, Bryant two. Past that, man, I I don't know. I mean, it, a lot of the relievers, it, it might be like Chafin. If the pair comes yeah. back from injury and looks like his old self, Um, it's it, – it, I, Javier Baez, I just don't know how much anybody's going to give up for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been walking a lot more recently, and he had great swings last night, so we have the rest of the month. Maybe he gets hot. Rizzo, he's had so many back issues the last few years. He's heading towards age 32. We're not looking at a great uh, triple slash line. Just not sure. It, Wilson Contreras might be after Bryant, the yes. position player, because he has he has another year of control left. And his upside is one
2: of the best catchers in baseball. That's a guy with value. Yeah. That's a guy that can hang around. Yep. One guy that has no value is Jason Hayward. He's Eesh. can't hit. Nope. Uh, he's okay defensively. And he's also owed north of. Keeps the second baseman busy, though, Trent. $55 million <laughs> a year. Give me a percentage. What percentage of the contract the Cubs would have to eat? How much do they, do they owe him? I think it's almost $60 million. It's, I know twenty two each of the next two years, plus what's remaining on this year's. You put that together, do they have to basically eat all of it just to get rid of him?
3: I, I, I don't even think that would be... I mean, I don't even think that would do it. I don't know what value he, he adds to anybody on the field at, yeah. at this point. So I just... I think it's one of those instances where you're going to have to play it out unless they get to the point that it's such a sunk cost. They just want to cut him, And you feel like he's built up enough uh, credit in the organization just Mm -hmm. as a human being that they don't really want to do that, especially because you still have to pay him even if you, even if you release him. So, I feel like it's just going to be playing out the string kind of no matter what.
1: Yeah, It seems like it. Ian Happ is having just an awful year. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another – I don't know if he's got any options left. A trip down here. I'm not saying that that's going to cure him by any means. Um, have Major League teams figured out Patrick
3: Wisdom, do you think, Matt? Um, boy, he's gotten an awful lot of bad calls against him the that's last That's true. Days. He has, <laughs> including yesterday. Uh, yeah, but Maybe. Maybe. There's been a little more spin – um, and also it, it, not necessarily just figuring him out, but that, you know, he was never going to stay that hot in the first place sure. and he was probably playing over his head. And so, you know, a lot of guys go on hot streaks. You just notice it a lot more when it's a change of scenery guy who comes up and then all of a sudden just goes nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, a backslide was going to be inevitable anyway, but it's probably more, you know. They got a little bit more scouting on him, and he was going to come back to Earth anyway. And the bad calls, probably a combination of all those factors.
1: You know, speaking of figuring guys out, your um, main Mercedes, who was the story of the first what three oh, weeks, month? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in the minor leagues for crying out loud.
3: They sent him down. Yeah, it was. If you would have said who's the MVP of baseball through April, yeah. it might have been him. Yeah, especially after the Jimenez injury. And then kind of thinking, what are we going to do? Let's throw Andrew Vaughn out into left field. Mm-hmm. Jose Abreu got off to his slow start, but they were in first place, and he was one of the main reasons why they were in first, and then he just completely fell apart. It's kind of it's it sad in a way because it was such a great story. It was. Um and I'm sure it's a coincidence, but if you look <laughs> right. where his numbers started to tumble, you it was know. right after the 3-0 home run incident, right. and, and where he got berated by Larusa, basically. And
2: against
1: his twins. Yeah, Matheny would have been manager of the
2: year after oh, April. Yeah. Car, yeah, Royals had the best record through April 30th, and uh, how different yeah. it looks here on July 6th. And speaking of those White Sox, uh, saw Luis Robert. He is working his way back. He has resumed baseball activities. Jimenez, I think, was a couple weeks in front of him getting back started here do you have a realistic timeline for those guys getting back out there getting their swings and and just getting acclimated because it feels like they're still even with their struggles the last few weeks, they'll coast to that division title and probably be able to get both yeah. those guys a lot of major league of bats?
3: Yeah, they, they should be. It, uh, it feels like they might need like a, almost a full spring training type situation maybe not necessarily all of it but a, a good portion that will be serve as like their spring training to, to ramp things back up especially him in it i mean robert has got to play a little bit into this season um but even if they're taking it slow the fact that they're ramping things up now makes me very confident that by like september call-ups they'll be able to join the team in which case you would think they'll be full strength come playoff time and man you got to think that they're going to be dangerous because if you look at That rotation with the way Lynn and Rodon are pitching, and if you get anything out of Giolito compared to what we've seen in years past, they've still got Dallas Keuchel around. Oh, and by the way, Dylan Cease. I mean, Mm -hmm. they can throw one of those guys into their bullpen for the playoffs where they only have to use like two pitches. Somebody like Cease could really play well in that capacity. Oh, and at the end of the game, you've got Liam Hendricks. Yeah. So you look at how powerful that offense could be, how good that rotation could be, and what's one of the best closers in the game, if not the best closer. That could be a really dangerous team in October.
1: Speaking of September call up, I I own the domain. I've been squatting on it for years and my phone's going to ring one of these years, months. I don't know what we're going to do with it, but um I don't know why I bought septembercallup.com. Septembercallup.com. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Anyways, uh let's get back to uh, to baseball. We'll stay in the American League and I think right now Houston, by an inch, is the best team. But, man, when I watch these Red Sox play, I don't know how they're doing it. I keep saying that, and they're going to get Chris Sale at some point. But what a story.
3: Yeah, I think they should be pretty active in front of the trade deadline. I know they've gotten some impressive work out of a bunch of relievers that were basically no-names heading into this year. Um, But I still feel like they need to do something in the rotation, and there are some spots on the diamond they could fill, but that's a really impressive team. And they're doing, is it the Alex Cora factor? Because they mm. seem to do so many of the little things right. For example, they're crushing everybody else in outfield assists. Uh, they have 28, I think, wow. and I think second place has 19. Um, it, it's just a bunch of little things like that where they're just really good, and you just wonder if that's what they were missing w- without Alex Cora. And now they've got him back. Uh, J.D. Martinez looks like the J.D. of old Uh I, you know he was one of the guys last year who said it was a big deal to not get a look at video in game so maybe it did make a difference because Bogart's endeavors as well are outstanding that's a good you know three man punch in the lineup and they're it's more well rounded than that I do think they need rotation help at the deadline though I mean Evaldi's the first time all-star this year Eduardo Rodriguez has been really up and down you get sale back but you kind of like to see another name in there
1: you know, I watched them in Oakland on Saturday or one of the games over the weekend. They're both of those two teams. So I think they're both legitimate. Well, Boston's going to playoffs. Uh, Oakland, for whatever reason, they just stick around. Right? Yeah, they
2: do. They always find a way, it feels like. The Yankees are not finding wow. a way. Have
1: they not won no. the second half of that doubleheader? Because they gave up a mm-hmm. big... I wonder
3: if Aaron Boone would have made it out of the weekend. It seems like they're not thinking about Boone or even Cashman. Um, and there's only so many press conferences you can have where they talk about how they should be a lot better. And, <laughs> but also, if you look, 2019, they won 103 games. Um, they only got knocked out in the ALCS by the Astros. Uh, it was basically the same personnel except Stanton was hurt, like, all year. Other than that, it's, it's almost all the same guys, and they just can't hit now. They led those majors in runs scored that last year. They broke home run records. I think maybe the Twins ended up with more, but there were two teams that that broke the previous home run record, and it's almost all the same guys, and they just can't hit. It's bizarre.
2: There's no justification behind it. One thing I I heard over the weekend, Brian Cashman, he's been the GM since 1999. Yeah, Yeah. there's there's plenty of things you can point at, and it didn't make it right. You're going to be somewhere for 22 years, Mm -hmm. you're going to make some bad choices, but boy take Boone out of the equation just being a GM anywhere let alone the Yankees yeah. for that long Absolutely. what an incredible run but it almost feels like isn't it time for some new mm-hmm. ideas just regardless of the success they've had
3: well if you look at the standard that the Yankees have um and that they haven't won the World Series since 2009 yeah they haven't won you know they've only won one World Series since 2000 it, it, and it's the same GM mm-hmm. it's hard to believe in a vacuum that that's all acceptable to the Yankees organization, you know, and and like I've peddled this out before in in recent years, but if you say the Yankees have the same GM, but teams that have won the World Series more recently than the Yankees, uh, the Nationals, the Cubs, the the 2000, how would that have been acceptable to Yankees fans? It
1: wouldn't. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would not have. Um,
3: no, it, yeah. not at all. Right. And then especially if you said, oh, and the Red Sox have two, <laughs> right. your last one. Yeah. Yee. It would not be acceptable at all.
1: That's salt in the wound is what that is. Uh, Matt Snyder, a couple more minutes, CBSSports.com. Well, we got the All-Star break next week. Is there one guy that you're, um, when, when you saw, that when they named the pitchers, et cetera, everybody that's going to participate has now been named. Was there one guy that, oh, my God, how did they miss this guy, who
3: was the biggest snub? I mean, I think Chris Bassett was a really big snub on the A's, but I think the one that surprised me the most was Max Scherzer because he's freaking Max Scherzer. He's right. multiple Cy he's a Hall of Famer. He has a 2.10 ERA, having a vintage Mad Max season. Mm-hmm. It just shows how strong the NL is. And I mean, there's other guys like Freddie Peralta of the Brewers really deserve to look, but they, you know they already got Kearns, Kearns, uh Burns, and Woodruff on there. I just I don't know if he was the biggest snub, but it was the biggest surprise because. They, they don't miss on the huge name guys like that when they're having a year like that very often.
1: You know, I'll give you one, maybe an under the radar Walker from the Mets, uh pitcher. Ty- 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 Taiwan Walker, Ta- yeah, I had Taiwan Ty- Walker on
3: my snub list. Did you? Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, he's had a he's had a heck of a year. I mean, Stroman's good. The ground pitches tonight, but this Walker guy, he to me is the surprise in that rotation.
2: So we're a couple of weeks past Matt the spin the crackdown, if you will, on spin rates and substances. So. Do you have a takeaway a couple weeks in? We, we've certainly seen decreases, Giolito being one of those we talked about earlier, but we've seen it across baseball. Your takeaway now a couple weeks into this?
3: Okay, so we probably don't have a big enough sample to draw overarching conclusions yet, but I do have a few things. First of all, we haven't seen the hit-by-pitch spree that many dooms- mm, uh, doomsday yeah. <laughs> right. people were like, oh, they're not going to have any control. They're not going to know where it's going. Give me a break. Yeah. And I think it was Chris Bryant that said, we always said all over the years we wanted them to use it so they wouldn't hit us. And now I realize we were just justifying them cheating. <laughs> uh, so I think that a lot of people are noticing that. Uh, there's some guys where you, you got to kind of be worried. I don't want to make any accusations, so I'll simply lay out, the, again, small sample, but it really seems like Garrett Cole's a lot worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, remember, he was... Pretty good, but not great on the Pirates. Then he went to the Astros. We know the Astros don't mind teaching you how to get around <laughs> in a few corners. And then all of a sudden he became this guy. And now all of a sudden he's not as good. It's interesting, to, to say the least. Uh, but again, it's small samples. I think the offensive numbers are going up a little bit. It looks like the spin rates are going way down. Maybe this will have the intended effect.
1: Hopefully. yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, Matt Snyder, this time next week, we'll arrive at our second checkpoint in the uh, MLB season. Uh, we'll uh, do that at that time, and uh, you rejoin us on Monday. Matt, thank you. Have a wonderful week. What are you working on this week at CBSSports.com? Anything you'd like to promote? Uh, No, um, we're
3: just preparing for the All-Star Game. I am going to kind of write a in R- RIP to the Cubs World Series core because this is definitely it yeah. um, at some point, maybe early next week. But, yeah, I'm preparing for the All-Star game. I will talk to you guys from uh, Denver. Nice. Uh, it'll be 10.05 there, so probably from my hotel room there next week.
1: Good stuff. Just great to be able to go out and, f- and cover these things in person. Matt Snyder will yeah. be there. Matt, thank you. We'll talk to you from, from uh, like you say, from Denver next week. Appreciate it, Matt. All right. Have a good one. Yeah, you do the same. Matt Snyder, com. Where's baseball all star game on your bucket list of things you
2: want to see? Oh, it's way down. Yeah, it used to be high for me. It's yeah. no longer there. In fact, if I had a choice, I would probably rather go watch a home run derby than I'd want to watch really? an all star game. Not me. And I'm not a huge fan of the whole. I enjoy the home run derby. I watch mm-hmm. it every year and mm-hmm. I always walk away happy yep. that I watched it yep. when it finishes up. But yeah. This is appointment TV this year. Oh, yeah, with Otani. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He alone makes it appointment mm-hmm. television. Mm-hmm. But that's it for me. Yeah. Home run derby. If I had a choice, you get a ticket, probably be home run derby. You know, or think, maybe if I had to pay for a ticket, also be cheaper. I,
1: <laughs> yeah, for a little bit. Uh, I'm painting with a very broad brush here, but I believe my generation, 50s, 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. the All Star game meant more to us when we were kids Oh yeah, as it does now. I mean, to kids, I mean, <laughs> cause they even know. Right. We um, used to throw the ball around with our dads in the front yard, believe it or not. Have a catch. Right. Um, it's The the All-Star, I, mean, I wanted to see this in the worst way as a kid. I couldn't. When they introduced the players and uh-huh. your team's guy was out there, even if he stunk and your team was <laughs> awful, there's your guy and you wanted him to get a hit so bad. It was... Um, but like, like we just said, it's fallen so far down my list.
2: I remember those days. I remember those days when it was, oh, man, the Twins one year. Um, oh, the CUDS broadcaster on radio who now works with Pat Hughes. Ron Coomer. Oh, Coomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog. Right. Was the Twins' lone representative, yeah. I think, 96, I think it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was the highlight. Seeing dogg. <laughs> well, they have to send there. somebody. And they then, do. And he was the guy. You know, um, I'm disappointed they changed the uniforms. Yeah, no, they that, that ruined it. Yeah, the NBA All Star kind of. No, yeah. no. Yeah, they think they're going to sell more merchandise, and maybe they will. But this is a debacle. Well, and they do that for the Home Run Derby. They do that for warm us. They do have right. the American right. and National League uniforms there. I I know everyone's trying to. Make an extra buck, and, then and it's certainly coming off of last year. I get it. Oh, sure. But this is—it's a uniform, mm-hmm. but it matters. It's cool. It just looks—it looks awesome. Seeing that guy in his Dodger blue. Yeah. Seeing the Cubs and the Yankees pinstripes out there, whatever it may be. And then, oh, here comes that goofy guy in his Marlins uniform. Speaking of the Marlins, did you see Sixto Sanchez, who we were introduced you yeah, last to miss year. The year? That guy was so fun to watch last mm-hmm. year in the playoffs. Yep. That's. I just, again, the Marlins are not on our radar, but it just happened to come across uh, over the weekend on the bottom line. I just said, that sucks. I really like that guy, and I like that Marlins team, too. They're still, in terms of run differential, Mm -hmm. the second best team in that division. about that. But it's... Not showing up in the record. No, it isn't. Uh, just one more nugget. So I told you, I watched the A's and the Red Sox this
1: weekend. Mm-hmm. One of the I don't think I've ever seen or listened to A's broadcasters. The color guy for the A's is Ray Fossey, who became famous when Pete Rose knocked the crap out of him yeah, right? at home plate. Trent, I think that was like nineteen seventy. Sounds about right. Yeah. And he's still do. He's still doing games fifty something. Well, he's a player then, mm-hmm. but it's just. I mean, how old must this dude be? Gotta be, in, gotta be. Gotta be. Is that Ray 80s? Fosse got Ray Fosse Jr.? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if there is a Ray Fosse Jr. Anyways, we'll come back. Uh, that was our baseball conversation with Matt Snyder. We're going to do local baseball next with Randy Wayhofer. Cubs home tonight. A really cool event that's coming up uh, prior to the game. We'll talk about that. But right now it's time to go for the green right here on know Your chance to win $1,000 by texting the keyword BILLS to 200200. 200. That's BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, Miller and Condon back with uh, Randy Wehofer from the Iowa Cubs when we come back on 1460 KXNO and 106. Sports Station, KXNO. McGregor versus Poirier 3. It's all set for UFC 264 and DraftKings. Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, has a knockout offer this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 200 64 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round of Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you could walk
2: away with cash. All you need to do pick the main event fighter who you think is gonna win by first round knockout at DraftKings Sportsbook, and they'll give you two hundred and sixty-four to one odds on that fighter. Bet a buck on McGregor or Poirier win the first round knockout. If they do. $264 in your account. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And if MMA isn't for you, that's okay, because DraftKings Sportsbook has great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, golf, so much more. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Uh, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now.
1: Use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by knockout in the first round. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code KXNO. To turn $1 into $264, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. will only new customers only restriction supply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1 800. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Nigget is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you
3: do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on...
2: Wolf Roofing has learned a few things over the years. We understand that no one wants their home improvement project to drag on. So at Wolf Roofing, we plan for your project well before we set foot on site. As a result, most projects are done in one day. We also know quality is important in the big things, like a proper installation, and in the details like cleaning up well and using magnets to find stray nails. Find us on the web at wolfroofing.net or give us a call, 225 225- Really clean until it's zero-res clean.
1: Now back to Miller & Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. A Tuesday, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 1460KXNO 106.3 on the FM Dial Trends Play of the Day coming up here. Although he just told me his record over the weekend, it's a good thing it was the weekend
2: because uh, you yes, folks sure that follow him would have got cl- clobbered. Yeah, good thing we didn't work yesterday <laughs> for a number of reasons. Yeah, <laughs> uh, got the three day weekend and I would have handed out an 0-for-5 in
1: baseball yesterday. Well, you're due today. How about that? Yes. Let's get Randy Wehofer in here. Iowa Cubs are back home uh, tonight. Uh, it's an event. Uh, one of these years, Randy Weihofer, I'm going to sit in the stands and watch uh, these uh, soon-to-be American citizens walk out under the field as citizens from one country and walk off as American citizens. I think I saw a piece... Well, promoting a podcast that Michael Gartner and the person who was behind this uh, put out here over the week, and I think I saw the numbers just shy of 400. Does that number seem right, Randy? Good to talk to you. First of all, is that the number? Am I right
0: for total number of citizens?
1: Yes, that have do- that have done so at Principal Park over the years.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's usually you know between 30 and 40, and we've done it. 12 years now so yeah, okay. that's that's probably the right the right neighborhood that's... the right ballpark I guess you'd
1: say <laughs> uh so who came up with this uh, the guy's name escapes me I believe he's a judge uh actually yeah. uh how did this come about that uh, that this event I mean it's America's pastime right it's just it's a special place uh to become uh for one of the most special days in these people's lives and to do it at a ballpark what's what was behind it
0: yeah so uh judge Pratt judge Robert Pratt uh the uh whatever circuit number we are I forget um it is, and this is part of the duties of of his court uh, and they do this periodically throughout the year uh and he and Michael have known each other and been friends for a long time we're having lunch one day in, at the at the former cup club and uh, wouldn't this be a great setting uh to do it and we did it Kind of on a random day and it went over really well. Uh, and Judge Pratt gives the most amazing speech. Um, mm. If you want to really understand what being an American is about uh, without in, and really unfiltered uh, in three minutes, he sums it up perfectly. Uh, and I never get tired of hearing it. Um, you know, and, and they, we did it the first year and went over well. And Michael said that was great. Next year, 4th of July. Wow. um and that's become our our tradition ever since and uh you know we work hard to make sure that the citizens are the focus of that day there's no candidates or parties or anybody affiliated with the program it's it's uh it, it's just those folks taking the oath getting their names and the mm-hmm. countries of origin read and, and uh and uh, Judge Pratt's speech, and and it's really cool. Uh, it's probably one of the best things we do every year.
1: Yeah, well, I I don't know all of them, but this has got to be very high on the list, Michael. You know, there's a uh, Michael, uh, Randy. This uh, there's a um, a photo that's on the Iowa Cubs Twitter account that just got recently tweeted uh, tweeted out it's a melting pot I mean there, there's people from I don't know how many countries have been represented uh, that you know were citizens when they took the field <laughs> one country when they walked off the field they're American citizens I have no many any idea how many countries were Andy
0: well over the course of time you know if there's 400 people it's probably at least Jeez. 150 to 200 countries yeah um, you know I you know one of my one of my class projects as a junior in high school was had to name a hundred different countries and point them out on the map. Oh, wow! Some of these places didn't exist when I was a junior in high school. I've never even heard of some of these places. I, you know, I've, I've I've lost touch with some of my <laughs> my geography, but uh, uh, it's it is truly um, anywhere and everywhere that, that that people have come to to Des Moines. And it, I I think it's a it's a good reminder for us how diverse des moines is mm-hmm. i think iowa gets painted with a well pretty generic put. brush um uh in a lot of ways in a lot of discussions especially outside um i i i think it's a good reminder for us of uh, who our neighbors really are uh too uh there everything about it's just really cool
1: well this immigrant um Tips my cap to what you guys do uh, at uh, at Principal Park each and every year, and like I say, one of these years I'm just going to sit in the stands and watch the smile on their face when it becomes official. Uh, one of these years, go ahead, Trent.
2: Well, uh, it's not just, of course, baseball and what we have with the citizenship happening this evening. You guys, got a concert coming to town in October on a Friday night. Old Dominion will be coming there. Cool event. I had this question, though. I know there's still tickets out there, and people uh, can have a chance to do that, either on the field with General Admission or the actual seating out there. What your capacity would be le- uh, for an event like that, and just how big a concert could be? Because, Randy, I know you and I have talked before about getting Pearl Jam here in downtown Des
0: Moines. <laughs> I'm not so sure we can hold it yeah. up <laughs> to make it worth Pearl Jam's wild, But uh you know, when Dave Matthews' band was here in 2008, it was our highest attendance for any event. It was 18,000 and change okay. with people on the field uh, and the seats pretty well full, suites, and, and all those sorts of sorts of things. So, uh, you know, we sell the tickets, but we sell them on behalf of the promoter um, and, and the deal that we have to, to put that all together. Um, I'm learning a lot. Uh, this is my first go-around uh, in this role uh, in... in dealing with some of the concert stuff and 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 just all the different processes that go along with putting on a show like that. So, uh, you know, I think we probably expect maybe eight to 10,000 people for, for Old Dominion and, and the three other acts that are with them. It's going to be a long, exciting night of live music, um, you know, good, good country music, uh, people that have won awards and, and have hit songs and that will be really popular. So um, you know I'm, I'm not exactly sure what kind of limits they've put on, field seating just to create demand and, and all the things that you do to, to sell tickets for an event. But uh, we can fit quite a few people in here uh, when you start opening up field seating uh, for for an event like that.
2: Randy, uh, I saw it's on a Friday night. It's October 8th for people interested in that. But I thought Friday night. I know I've asked you the question before and I can't remember the answer. You know, we've thrown around random ideas. How about play Valley Dowling? at Principal Park, you know, have a high school game on a Friday night. Did the field dimensions even lend itself where you could get a football field on there? Is that just a no-go?
0: I don't think so. Uh, The way the dugouts are, the way the rails are, uh, it's pretty tight uh, in a downtown venue and and things. Uh, The only way we could pull that off is if we would probably have a plan to redo the playing surface anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and we probably have to start as soon as our season ends and it would be torn up by the point that we would get uh, to, to something like that. Um, uh, it, it'd be a real challenge uh, given our commitment to major league baseball on the playing surface, the amount it takes uh, even Valley Dowling wouldn't uh, sell enough tickets and produce enough of an opportunity to, to replace the playing surface uh, here on its own. If that was in the works, You know, we we think of stuff. Actually, after the Dave Matthews concert was was the last time we redid the field, Uh, and that was Mm -hmm. all kind of synced up together. So, you know, there's there's a lot of logistics that that go into um, something like that.
1: And you guys are working actively on on trying to get an AHL game in the winter, the Iowa Wild, <laughs> an outdoor game. Uh, that would be something. Love yeah. to see that. Not sure we ever we we ever will. Randy, the the roster. I don't have to tell you what's going on with the big club. It's it hasn't gone well, and you know fans are clamoring out, to blow everybody out, sell every part. Um, and, and if if they are, if that is the case, and it, it's in all likelihood that there's going to be some changes. But they've been buyers at the trade deadline of late so if indeed they do become sellers one would assume that there would be some minor leaguers that would be involved in any deal do you remember the last time there was a major sell-off that minor leaguers were part of the deal and did they get to des moines randy
0: i think the last time that happened was when they traded jeff samarja to the a's and Mm. we got addison russell okay um so it's going back yeah uh, for for something like that, and that was one of the pieces that uh, changed changed the the course uh, of you know who they were bringing in and how they were were building the roster. Uh, you know, based on the prospects that they got for you, Darvish in the off season, that were all nineteen and twenty years old and, and lower level guys. That um, you know, I'm not certain uh, if they were to get somebody that's good enough to be here and they're selling, they're probably good enough to be in Go Chicago. Go right there, yep. That yep. uh, would, would be my, my guess to that, but I, uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm, I'm dealing with enough things here that might be above my pay grade to worry about <laughs> what Jed lawyer's got going on. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, I, I think Addison Russell is the is the one that comes to mind uh, that was acquired at a deadline deal and then joined us, Um uh, so it's been—it certainly has been a while—for uh, something like that to, to impact our roster.
2: What's it like for guys that are in the minors leading up to that trade deadline? We have seen it and heard the stories about major leaguers and and what can happen. But those guys that are on the fence that either see a trade happen that says, "Well, I'm going to be bounced down. Maybe I get sent down to Double A, or they get dealt to." Is there? Uncertainty—is there angst that's happening inside the locker room and inside, you know, the clubhouse leading up to it, or is it just different at the AAA level?
0: Uh, I, I think it'd be different this year with the age of and experience level of our group, uh, where we don't really have anybody high on that prospect list. We've mm-hmm. got guys who've been in the big leagues: the Alcantaras back, the Patrick yep. Wisdoms, the Nick Martinis, uh, You know, uh, the catchers that have all been called up. Uh, you know, this was this was a different kind of group. Uh, I kind of remember Jamer Candelario was mm-hmm. uh, was in that situation and ended up being traded to the Tigers. Um, and and I could I could tell in his body language, you know, uh, July 25th through the 29th or whatever it was that he got deal dealt that uh, it was on his mind uh, and it was there. And I, I think it was a combination of a little bit of nervousness. Um, you know, when you're playing third base and there's a guy named Chris Bryant ahead of you, maybe some eagerness, uh, to maybe know that your name was called and and get that opportunity. And he's certainly turned himself into a nice everyday player with the Tigers and taken advantage. You know, that's why those trades are, can be good, uh, for, for both sides. Um, but I I think a guy in that position, um, it's got to affect you a little bit, either from anticipation or nerves, um. Uh, and you, you just never know. There, there's that that human element of the unknown factor, um, you know. But most of the time, when you're being acquired as a minor league player, uh, you know, the general consensus I get is it's pretty exciting because somebody wants to give you the opportunity that you've been searching for, and that's why you're you're part of that deal. Uh, and certainly, as you mentioned, there's all the different kinds of perspectives that go into. Being in that moment, and they all handle it a little bit differently. But he's the one that I remember, um, probably at least going back to when I was with the team on a daily basis in my radio days, uh, being around that was that was put in that position.
1: Did you uh, when when Patrick Wisdom was here? Did you think that this guy was going to? You know, have the impact at least he did in his first was was he, he was the rookie of the month, I'm pretty sure, for the month of June. Uh did you did you see that impact coming? I mean it would be tough to do so, but did you think that this was a guy that was gonna go up and make the difference that he did?
0: No. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, we saw him with Memphis, um, you know, we saw him with Round Rock. Um, you know, I've been familiar with the name Patrick Wisdom um, as, you know, kind of a Michael Hoffpower kind of player, really good at AAA yep. and and waiting for that right kind of opportunity. But, um, you know, he was hitting 180-something here, Jeez. I think. You know, he started the season on the paternity list because he and his wife just had a baby. Uh, so then he got off to a slow start coming back in and getting his timing back from being away uh, for a little bit of time. But then he had a huge home stand here. We had back-to-back two homer games. And so he got called up at the perfect moment that he was he was locked in. Um, but it's hard to sustain uh, for that and, and you, you see that, but you know, but all it takes is those couple of weeks, uh, and you probably don't have to look over your shoulder. And that's the wonderful thing about the timing of that for a player like that. I think of Brad Snyder and I think of the guys who, you know, were in that mode and didn't get called up in that moment. And then when they did, their swing wasn't quite right. And they didn't have that impact, and then they got sent back down, and they kind of keep looking over their shoulders. So um, it's really gratifying for a, a guy like that to be fortunate enough to be called up at the moment where he was really locked in and at the, the highest level that he can possibly play. Because what it does is is create a situation where uh, they can't they have to doubt sending you down because they that next streak where you go for. For two weeks like that, Uh, they can't afford that, especially now um, uh, with all the injuries and and the way the offense has been. So, um, you know that that was a huge moment for his career, and then his timing was perfect.
1: Uh, St. Paul is in town. You Twins fans, you want to see uh, the stars perhaps of your squad tomorrow. They will spend six days here in our lovely ceremony, our lovely city, the naturalization ceremony uh, tonight at Principal Park. 25 new American citizens will uh, take their oath here tonight. That's a, it's a wonderful event. Randy, thank you for popping on. We appreciate it. Uh, we will talk to you in the weeks ahead. Thank you, Randy Wehofer.
0: Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure.
1: Good to talk to you. Randy Wayhofer from the Iowa Cubs. We'll take our final time out. come back. We did the keyword, right? Yes, we did. We did, The yes. keyword is bills, if you missed it earlier. Uh, 200, 200 bills. Norin Condon, 1460 KXNO 0106. Iowa State Fair.
0: You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite
1: Construction Group. See why. At Graphi GR13.
2: The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer, providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.tv. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live live.
1: Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, uh, the Johnson uh, Farmer's Market, one of two tonight, Beaverdale being the other one. Beaverdale, located Franklin Middle School, 48th and Franklin NCMIC, presents all of these PSAs regarding the local farmer's markets all summer long. Trent Cond is about to give his play of the day before we do that. The May report is in for sports wa- sports wagering. New Jersey led the way, $814 million by way of reference. I think Iowa did 113 or 110 okay. in the month of May. So eight times more New Jersey. But here's the question the skill testing question. Who was second? What state was behind New Jersey in sports betting this
2: May? Illinois. Yes. Nailed it. I had of Nevada. Wow.
1: You don't have to go to Las Vegas to bet on sports anymore. You don't, but we'll be there in just a few weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Trent. In fact, I'm really pumped up about it. It's going to be a good time. Yes, I am. Now, did you secure us a place to do
2: this little endeavor from, well 8 to 10 out there? Working on working it. Working Still on it. Still okay. working on that part of it. We'll we'll have things figured out. By I hope one, one day, day we can be live at Circa. Yes. Maybe one day live in the Vissen Studios. That would be great. Use your connections, TC. Crossing some T's, dotting some I's, and Vegas just a couple weeks away. Can't wait. Uh, what uh, What are you betting on tonight? Uh, nothing tonight that I'm going to give out. I'm giving oh, out Oh, you're saving the after- good stuff? No, this afternoon. Oh. Uh, I'm going to jump on oh, Euro again. S- soccer, the, yeah. the semis? Yes. And a good one. Okay. Italy against Spain. What time does it start? Two o'clock. Perfect. It will be, for me, Italy's playing really well. Okay. Spain is not. Okay. Yet they're there. Regulation tie, plus 215. Yes, please. Go to a little mm. extra time. So I will take penalty that. penalty kicks, maybe? Is that how you see it decided? Could get there. If there's a golden goal, that's okay, too. As long as we get through 90 tied up, I will be a happy, happy man. That's what we're rooting for and coming Plus up. two what? 215. That is a good bet. That's also, a- uh, DraftKings, our buddies over there, Yeah. if you like the Suns tonight, just to win. Not win by six and a half, win. They have an odds boost going on right now. Even money for them to win game one tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna be jumping on board of that. I one would too. think a lot of DraftKings clients would be doing just that. You're pretty heavily invested already in the Suns though. Eighteen aren't you? to one, baby.
1: Are you hedging? No.
2: No. On hedging? our on our contest that we do, I am but for your own bank account, no hedging over there. No. Letting it ride. Let her fly. Look at you. Uh, we will be back tomorrow
1: to recap that game. Murph and Andy are going to be here in an hour and five minutes. And then the Fanatics at three. I believe Cyclone Insider goes tonight at six with the Heinz uh, and Petey and company. Uh, thanks for being with us. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KX And 106.